Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. A common goal of many new parents is to pay for their kids to go to college. And often it's not just the parents. Grandparents tend to make this a goal for themselves and even aunts and uncles or even close friends. With that said, we are going to discuss college planning today. We'll discuss college costs and then four ways of approaching the college planning question, spending most of our time with 529 accounts. So as someone who had help from their parents for college, but also had to take out student loans, this is a really important topic. Smart decisions can really go a long way from reducing the net out-of-pocket expense for families and also putting the graduate in a better financial position after they graduate. Let's first start off with some broad numbers about what college costs, and then we'll get into some of the funding options. College costs have been on the rise for a while now, but we actually saw a small decrease in total costs in the 2020-2021 school year, but this is likely a one-off due to the pandemic. The online experience, however, could be something that becomes more prevalent, and thus, maybe we do see costs continue to fall with some college options. But back to the 2020-2021 school years, costs were divided into three groups. Private college averaged around $35,000 a year, public out-of-state averaged about $21,000, and public in-state at around $10,000. These numbers are per year for four-year degrees. As many would assume, private schools is its most expensive, followed by going out-of-state for a public school. These numbers do not include any type of scholarship or tuition help, which oftentimes you see at private schools and thus bringing those numbers down. I was surprised by the fact that college went down for the last school year, but it makes sense. But generally speaking, unless there is a change to college education system, we have seen prices skyrocket really over the past 20 years. So the data that Joe and I found show costs are up in the 140 to 170% range for private and public out-of-state costs, while public costs are up over 200% over the last 20 years. Comparing this to the general rise in the consumer price index or inflation over the last 20 years of only about 50%, and you can see that college is getting quite expensive. Now that we know the problem, let's show you how to fix it. We have some options. First, the most common and the one we will discuss in depth is taking advantage of state or national college savings vehicles. The most prominent across the country is the 529 plan. Every state has at least one plan available. Technically, there are two kinds of 529 plans, but we are going to discuss the education savings plan. In order to get the most out of a 529 plan, you really need to take advantage of two things, time and tax benefits. 529 plans allow all of the proceeds to be used tax-free as long as they are used for qualified college expenses. This tax deferral is similar to what you'd get in an IRA or 401ks. Time is also a big factor as well because the longer you invest, the longer the compounding can work its magic and the compounding of those tax benefits. If taken out and not used for qualified expenses, you pay a 10% penalty on the earnings and the earnings are actually taxed as income. So not an ideal scenario, but it isn't the full amount, it's only the earnings. So not as terrible as you might think. Exactly, this is why a lot of parents will fund this early in the child's life and let it grow for a long time. Another potential benefit is a contribution may be tax deductible depending upon the state in which you live. Around 30 states give some type of tax benefit. Some states only give a benefit for parents while some give benefits to anyone who contributes. So check your state for information. 
If you get a deduction, this is essentially free money to save your child's future. So this is a good time to discuss some of these other people that might be giving money besides parents. Grandparents or aunts and uncles could buy toys or clothes and all that stuff for these grandkids or nieces and nephews, or they can open a 529 account or just contribute to the one that's already open. I've seen it with my nephew. When he was born, everyone bought him books and toys and toys and toys and some clothes, but lots of toys. But maybe a better idea would be to open a 529 account and put in the $50 you would have spent on toys. And maybe it's not as much fun, but I'm guessing he's going to be very appreciative in about 18 years. I'm guessing Shane would be his favorite uncle. Thus far, we have talked about many things on the planning side of the equation, but even with 529 plans, you have investment decisions to make. Similar to normal investment accounts, you have options of what to invest in. Most state 529 plans are sponsored by an investment company. John Hancock is used for Alaska, for example. Virginia uses the American funds, and Vanguard is used in Nevada. So it may go against normal thinking, but you can actually choose whichever state's plan you want. But in order to get some of the tax benefits Joe mentioned earlier, you will have to use the state's plan where you reside. When we look at the options for investments, most plans provide the, the simple equity, fixed income, and cash-like options. A very commonly used investment option is using what we call age-based investments, with the general idea being more aggressive the further out from college you are to earn the higher return. And then as you near the time for needing the funds, getting more conservative to protect those assets. This makes sense in a lot of cases, but we also do things differently. We consider current investment environment just as we would with the regular investment accounts. Because we know the due date of these funds or when the child will go to education, we know it will likely be a long time and a long time horizon to start. That often makes it easier for clients to want to invest in the long term. A good example is staying more equity focused than we may have five years ago because of the current interest rate environment or said another way, you're not going to get a whole lot of return from bonds in this current environment. So as I mentioned, the longer the time inside the 529 plan, the better. But there are some other options that recently came about. Recently, a law changed, and now you can use up to $10,000 a year for elementary or high school. But again, we would rather the money stay in the plan longer to get most of the benefit of the compounding and tax deferral. Let's talk about two other scenarios for the 529. My child got a scholarship and doesn't need the funds, or my child decides not to go to college. 529s are set up with the adult at the owner and the child as a beneficiary. This means the child does not have direct access to the money. You can transfer this to a qualified family, which includes the beneficiary's siblings, parents, children, first cousins, nieces and nephews, among others. A lot of good options. The full scholarship is probably every parent's dream. And should this dream come true, you have some options within the 529 plan. In this case, you can take out the 529 amount of the scholarship and no penalty is assessed, but the earnings are still taxable. So basically a tax deferred investment, which is still good. And these rules also apply if the child becomes incapacitated or joins the US military. And you don't have to take the money out either. As Joe said earlier, this funds can be transferred to other people. Yeah, so we have covered a lot about 529 plans. And just one more thing. Oftentimes grandparents or parents will contribute up to the annual gift max if they can give that much. 
You also have the option to front load five years of contributions into a 529 plan, which could have its benefits if that's something you can afford as well. So let's move on to some of the other options that are maybe a, a little more less used or maybe not as prominent. And one of those is used quite frequently here in Florida, but not all states offer this, and that is some sort of college prepaid program. Basically, the idea here is you're buying college now for when your child goes to college in the future or buying college credits. And the risk you're taking here or really not taking is that cost going up over that time. So paying for college in 18 years, all up front today, or in a lot of cases, there's monthly or yearly payment plans. These plans have changed over time. And at one point, these would only be used for in-state public colleges, but now you, they have broadened it out to be used for many other options. Another option is just like your kids pay for. It is their education after all. And you have plenty of other things to worry about, such as getting them to that point of getting to college. And you also have your own goals, such as retirement being one for many parents. So Joe, from, from myself and all of our listeners, we really thank you for not helping us solve this problem at all. But yes, not helping your child is an option. I would say if that is the case, helping them apply for scholarships and financial aid is another way you can help without helping directly from a financial perspective. Another option is simply helping them when the time comes in any way you can. Giving them money on a monthly basis once they reach college could be an option. Paying for groceries when you visit or dropping them a $20 bill, or I guess in 2021, probably sending some money by Venmo could also be another option. You give me grief for telling them to pay for it on their own, and then this is your next option that just doesn't seem right, Shane. Well, Joe, if you let me finish, I think it'll make some more sense. So this is a real option, but maybe where this becomes maybe a little more practical is when you combine some of the previous options. So remember back to the 529 plans, the proceeds can only be used for certain expenses. Going to the movies and buying clothes aren't one of those qualified expenses. So let's say the parents are funding the 529 plan and did it early and often. This is great and they saved enough to cover tuition and Reuben board. In this case, maybe the grandparents or the uncle wants to set up an account earmarked for those monthly payments or earmarked to give them a few thousand dollars at the start of every school year. This could provide support in other ways the 529 plan doesn't. So just to recap today, we talked about college planning, which is very, very important for some parents and is a discussion we often have with our clients. But who knows, things may change in the future, but as of now, many children go to college and for many, paying for it is a problem. We went over some of the ways to help children pay those expenses and especially ways that can make your college money work harder for you. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast.provwealth.com or check our website, relatablefinancepodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. 
The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision. It does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.